this is Craig Tim, and you're listening to The Craig Tim Show. Each time when we get together, I'm going to be sharing God's message on living the Christian life to help us in our daily walk, to help us overcome our fears, help us overcome our doubts, help us overcome what we think are the unknowns out there. But actually, the peace of God is with you every day to help you navigate through those landmines of the enemy that he plants in front of us. That's what these messages are all about. As you know, America has the strongest and the most sophisticated military in the world. We will see any kind of armed attack coming miles and miles, hundreds or thousands of miles away. And we'll have the ability to disarm these attacks before they even reach American soil. So I want to be the first to applaud our military men and women who serve and protect all that we have here in America. Because without them, who knows how we would be living today, right? But today's message is not about the fighting or the warding off of a physical enemy. That's easy compared to what we have to defend ourselves from the daily spiritual warfare that we are locked into. God wants to prepare us for an upcoming epic battle, one that I've had visions in the night of here recently, and it will not be anything like we've had witnessed in our lives. This battle will have eternal life consequences looming as a result of the war that we are about to enter as the Christian body. In our Christian life, we battle against rulers and we battle against authorities being led by Satan himself, who is a vicious, lying fighter. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be self-controlled and alert. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Now, Peter is warning us to be alert and to watch out for Satan when we are suffering or being persecuted ourselves. And when you're feeling alone or weak and helpless, and maybe even cut off from other believers, or you, you might be so focused on your own personal troubles that you forget to watch out behind you for danger. That is the times when you are the most vulnerable to Satan's attacks. And to withstand these onslaughts, we must depend on God's strength and use every piece of armor that we have been given from him. Actually, he wants us to be battle-ready every day. And that, my friends, happens to be the title of today's message, Battle-Ready. Ephesians 6, 10-13 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the authorities and the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. Now, Paul is not just speaking to the church's Ephesus here. 
he actually he is emphasizing this counsel to all the people personally within the church. And that's you and me as Christians. The whole body needs to be armed and ready. As you do battle against the powers of this dark world, fight in the strength of the church whose power comes from the Holy Spirit. I want to take the next few minutes and I want to share what kind of armor God has provided for you. We're going to start off with the belt of truth. Stand, therefore, having tightened your waist with truth, Paul says. Truth is the belt that holds all the other pieces of the armor in place. Now, there are actually two ways in which truth is a part of the armor of God. First, it refers to the truths of Scripture as opposed to the lies of Satan, of course. Satan is the father of all lies, John 8:44, And Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. That's verse 32. The great truths of the Bible, the love of God, salvation through faith in Jesus Christ, the second coming, forgiveness of sins, grace, and power to live for Jesus. These truths set us free from Satan's lies. And Satan would try to have us believe that we are sinful and lost and without hope. And his lies are so subtle and they sound so truthful so many times. All you got to do is just ask Adam and Eve. Now, only those believers who have the truth embedded deep into their souls will you be able to differentiate between the lies and the truth. The truth is that God's love and salvation has set you free from sin and death. Do you believe that? Now, the second way that truth serves as a belt, it holds together the full armor of God. That our personal commitment to truth, basically, to living a life that is upright, transparent, and without any deceit. Integrity and honesty are vital to your Christian walk. People should know that they can depend on you to be a person of truth and principle every day and not just on Sundays when you show up at church. Now, next is the breastplate of righteousness. This breastplate covers the heart and it shields it and all the other vital organs you have in the midsection there. The Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it spring the issues of life. That's Proverbs 4.23. And the enemy often attacks our heart first. It's the seed of our emotions, our self-worth, and all the trust we have through our heart. God's righteousness is the breastplate that protects your heart. That is what Christ's righteousness does for you. It protects you against all of Satan's accusations and charges. And this righteousness is not made up of the good deeds that you think you do. No. The Bible is clear about that. Excuse me, Romans 3.10 says, There is no one righteous, not even one. Paul is referring here saying no one is righteous, meaning that no one is innocent. We are all guilty of sin, and we need what God wants to offer us. Now, the breastplate of righteousness is entirely the righteousness of Jesus, which he gives us freely when we accept him as our Savior. In 2 Corinthians 5.21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. 
See, it is Christ's righteousness, not our own righteousness, that covers and protects us all the time. Now, as a soldier, you'll be marching into battle. So you must have some type of comfortable shoes or boots of some sort, right? And as soldiers of Christ, we must put on these gospel shoes that will allow us to march wherever our Lord leads. And when he says go, we must be ready to go without hesitation. Now, it may be to rescue a brother or sister, or it may be to head off the attack of the enemy. Whatever it is, when he says go, we got to be ready to go. Then the Apostle John says, He who says he abides in him, Jesus, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. 1 John 2.6 Jesus says, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. John 10.27 Satan will try to place obstacles in your path. He'll try to make you think that telling others that the good news is worthless or what you're trying to do is a hopeless task. The task is too big for you and all you will hear is negativity from your message anyway and it'll just be too much to bear for us and you will fail again and again. But these shoes that God gives us is the motivation and the strength to continue walking forward, moving forward all the time without stumbling, moving forward on the path he has lit for us we will then be able to advance the gospel and proclaim the true peace that God makes available for all the hear. Next, we have a shield of faith he gives us. Enlisting the different pieces of armor of God, Paul says, Above all, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked ones. Ephesians 6. 16. And when Satan attacks with doubts and his insults, his setbacks, all the kind of temptations he wants to throw at us, the shield of faith turns aside these blows. And when those temptations do come, faith keeps us steadfast in following Jesus. And we are able to withstand all the devil's fiery darts because we know whom we believe in. 2 Timothy 3.12 In fact, everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Interesting scripture. Will be persecuted. Not you might. Not you could be. Will be persecuted. Are you ready for that? See, Paul is explaining to Timothy in here that everyone who chooses to live for Christ is going to be persecuted. Is that you? Are you going to be ready? It doesn't say one or two or twenty or you will or you will not. The scripture here makes a statement that you will face persecution for your beliefs. There will be those that misunderstand you, criticize you, and they'll even try to hurt you because of how you are living your life. I encourage you though, do not give in! Continue to live the life of faith that you know is right each day. Faith is not something that comes from within. Naturally, though, it is God's gift to us. He gives each of us a measure of faith. Romans 12, 3. 
And then as we walk with him, that faith grows and it develops until it becomes a shield protecting us and allowing us to live a victorious life in Christ. This was Paul's experience. He said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Galatians 2.20 That can be your experience as well. As you use the shield of faith to turn aside everything Satan hurls at you, it will shield it off and it will keep it from getting to you. Next, we have to protect our head, right? We need a helmet. The helmet of salvation. This is perhaps the most vital part of the body since it's the seat of all of our thoughts and our mind. And when we have a sure knowledge of our salvation, we will not be moved by Satan's deceptions. When we are certain that we are in Christ with our sins forgiven, we will have a peace that nothing can disturb. Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. That's Acts 4.12. It is sad for me to say, but many people react negatively to the fact that there is no other name to call on for salvation than Jesus. People want to have all other kind of things they call on, but there is none other than the name of Jesus. And I have to remind these people that this fact is just not something the church just arbitrarily decided on. Actually, it is the specific teachings of Jesus himself. As stated in John 14, 6, we said, I am the way and the truth and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Pretty plain and simple, pretty straightforward. There isn't no ifs, ands, or buts. There's only one way to get to the Father, and that's through Jesus. As Jesus says, he is the way. He is saying that he, he, Jesus, he is the only way to God the Father. Being the truth, Jesus is the reality of all God's promises to us. And as the life, Jesus joins his divine life to ours both today and for eternity. But Craig, you say, how can we really be certain of our salvation? Can we be really sure? Let me tell you right now, folks. Yes, you can. If you confess your sins, he, Jesus, is faithful just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all righteousness, 1 John 1, 9. True confession involves our commitment not to continue in sin. You don't need to confess your sins of the past over and over again because our relationship with Christ is secure. Instead, we should confess so that we can enjoy the maximum fellowship and joy with him. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. 1 John 5, 11, and 12. And frankly, it's just that simple, my friends. Whoever believes in God's Son has eternal life. That's it. He is all you need. You don't need to wait for eternal life because it begins the moment you believe in him. You don't need to work for it because it is already yours. Finally, you never, ever have to worry about it because it's guaranteed by God himself.
Now, so far today, I've been sharing with you the armor of God that he provides us in order to protect ourselves when we're in the battle with the enemy. Armor that many describe as our defenses in order to keep us safe from Satan's army. But there is more. Let's review what we just talked about before we move on. Wearing the breastplate, it's a very important piece of armor used to protect your hearts and all the obvious key organs that we want to cover in our midsection there where everything's at. One key strike here and we would easily die in minutes. It will also protect our secondary organs found in our upper body. Okay, next, our helmet. Remember, that's to protect our head. We could be injured and the rest of our body stops protecting itself if our head gets injured. If we receive a severe injury here, we might become unconscious. We drop everything else that we know and possibly forget who we even are. And getting ready for battle, we have to cover our feet and we have to protect them as we are walking a long time battling the enemy. Who knows how far we have to go? Who knows how long this battle may last? We may also have to run to avoid onslaughts of the attack and reestablish ourselves. But most importantly, we have to have the proper shoes, these shoes, for when the commander calls upon us. We may be sent out on a rescue mission, as we said earlier, and we may have to capture those that are trying to take us away from our loved ones. Leave no man behind. We've heard that in the military, right? And finally, we have to be ready to attack when the time is right, and push back on the enemy in order to take back that was already taken from us. And next we have to have a shield that we carry this to ward off the arrows and the spears cast on us from the enemies. The shield can feel heavy at times while being under attack, but I want to encourage you to hold it up hard and high. Have the faith to withstand the onslaught to protect yourself. Do not succumb to the temptations to lay it down. But draw upon the strengths that are given to you to withstand the army. The army of the enemy. Finally, we have a belt. It's a very special belt. And it holds together all the armor that God has given us. This belt is our true security to know that our armor will stay intact. So that we can stay composed and confident in our battles against this enemy. You know, we've reviewed this again. We've heard about this armor to protect us in battle. Being covered and protected while being attacked is vitally important. You all know that. And we must be able to withstand the enemy when he attacks. However, however, we cannot just sit back and hope our defensive stand holds out. We don't want to play defense the whole time. Sooner or later, some of that armor is going to get too heavy. Some of that armor may fail when you lack faith. Some of that armor may be destroyed in the battles. Then what do we do? Do we retreat? Do we run away and hide? Do we wave a white flag and surrender to this enemy? No way! We do not do that. We do not sit and wait for the enemy to wear us down. We must be willing to fight when called upon. We must be willing to attack and be on the offensives. Then it's time to find out what God has given us to strike back against this enemy's army. Do you know what it is?
Do you recall what it is? It's right there, plain black and white letters for us in God's Word. It tells you right there what it says. This, my friends, is the sword of the Spirit. The sword of the Spirit is actually the only weapon of offense listed in this army of God section in Ephesians. All the other parts are defensive in nature. God's word, the Bible, is described as living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, Hebrews 4.12. Jesus used this weapon when Satan tempted him in the wilderness. To each of Satan's efforts to lead him into sin, Jesus replied, It is written, and then he proceeded to quote the scripture that destroyed Satan's temptation. Are you armed with that? Do you know your Bible and your word? Do you know how to strike back when the enemy tries to strike you? John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And as a believer, you become sanctified, which means that you are set apart for sacred use, cleansed and made holy through believing in the word of God. The daily application of God's word has a purifying effect on our minds and our hearts each day. That is why it is so powerful. That is why it is so important that we study the Bible. We become familiar with the verses. We become familiar with the truths and the power and to overcome the enemy's attack. David wrote, Your word, Lord, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Psalm 119, 105. When you know God's word, you can overcome anything thrown at you because you will know right from wrong and truth from lies. The sword of God's word both protects us and destroys our enemy. All of his temptations, all of his army, everything he throws at you, the sword of God's word protects us from that. Never retreat. Always stand firm in God's truth. You will always prevail. It says right there in the Bible, you know what the end is. Now, how do you put on the whole armor of God? How are we going to do this? We know what we have in front of us. How do we put it on? It isn't as difficult as you might think, though. All the pieces of the armor are found in the relationship with Jesus. Paul said it like this. Romans 13 and four, Romans 13 verse 14 clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and how do we clothe ourselves in Christ you ask first identify with Christ and make your commitment public by being baptized in him Galatians 3:27 says for all of you who are baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ by doing this by doing this um, symbol of baptism, by going through and actually doing it, it shows your solidarity with other Christians. Second now, exemplify the qualities of Jesus that he showed you while he was on earth. Love, humility, service, and truth. Truth, that's what we've been talking about. Truth. When you give yourself to Jesus and put on his righteousness, you are clothed in the whole armor of God. Do you sometimes feel weak 
Do you find yourself giving in to temptation when you really want to overcome it? You just can't do it. Are you ever discouraged? You know what? We all face those moments in life. But when we are clothed in the whole armor of God, the weakest of his children is more than a match for Satan. In Jesus, clothed in God's invincible armor, you will be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You will be able to stand against the wiles of the devil no matter what he tries to throw at you. I want to close with one more little word here for you. Although prayer is not one of the pieces of the whole armor that God gives us, Paul does close out chapter 6 in Ephesians by saying, Ephesians 6.18, he says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Even when you are clothed with the armor of God, you need to bathe in all these prayers every single day before you go into battle. Prayer brings you into communion and fellowship with God so that His armor will protect you each and every day. Lord, thank you for this word today. Thank you for telling us how we can be armed and how we are to do battle with the enemy. We must know your word. We must believe in the truth it has. And we must stand firm in all that takes place. For you will take care of us. The belt of truth. The breastplate of righteousness. The gospel of peace and shoes. The shield of faith. And the sword of the spirit. To attack and fend off everything that the enemy tries to throw at us each day. Lord, let us be together as an army of one with you and face all that is thrown against us. Blessings to you all. Seek after God's word. Look into that. Know it. Memorize it. Be ready every day before you go out to arm yourselves. Be armed and arm yourselves with God's truth so that you will never be tempted to fail. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen.